Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello! We're Great Big Owl. And like all small businesses across Britain, we've organized our very own secret Santa with you. That's why we're presenting you with one of our other great podcasts, which we think you might enjoy, even though you haven't specifically asked for it. It's like when you too downloaded that album onto everyone's iPod without asking, but hopefully there won't be quite so much aggressive backlash. So please enjoy the following Secret Santa show. And Merry Christmas to one an owl. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Can I tell you something that I've realised that I've been doing for a long time? Tell me. You know on toy- public toilets, mm-hmm. how it says L and G? I've always thought that was for lads and girls, but it's for ladies and gentlemen. How have you got as far in this business as you have? I don't understand. I'm so confused and then I just have to wait for somebody to come It out. actually stands for ladies and girls. There's no toilets and then you can piss outside. <laughs> Um, I, I had my meeting at the passport office. <gasps> yeah. What happened? Did you get shouted at again? I got a lot of favouritism because I was a white British woman. Uh, it was awful. Oh, God. And then I had a very awkward chat with this woman about why we should leave the EU, who worked at the passport office. Was she a leaver? She was a leaver and she was very annoyed because all the protests were stopping her bus home. And you were like, yeah, sounds great. Can you give me my passport? I'm a racist too. <laughs> I kept stum, guys. Yeah. I'm not. I'm ashamed. You're part to say. of the problem. I really am. You had to get that that sweet passport. They've only given me a year one. Aww. I know. And she listed out all of the ones that I've lost, which is basically one a year since Fuck. 2004. Imagine if you had been selling them. Well, her argument, but I don't believe it, was that even if I'm not selling them, they've never been returned, so people mm. will be using them mm-hmm. for crimes. Yeah, probably. And she says she knows cases of people who've had to spend loads of money um, proving that something wasn't them because their passport was used for the crimes. Okay, yeah. But I just think that's not true because surely they'd know it wasn't me because it's not me. Well, not necessarily, not if it's someone who looks like you doing crimes. But then wouldn't they arrest that person and then I'd go and be like, yeah, it was that person, not me. No, because what if they're using your name? 
but then I'm not, I'm still, they'll, in, they arrest them, yeah, and say, hi, I'm Helen Monks, here's my passport. And then I go and I go, look, that's clearly not me. I'm Helen Monks and it wasn't me. No, but what if they don't arrest that person, they um, just arrest you? Oh, I see, they arrest me. They don't get the other person, they just get you. Oh, then that would be tricky. That would be bad. Stop losing it. Uh, oh, dear, so... Back, back, back at it again. This is bitching. Every week we talk about a person, we dissect them, we go off track. Wildly off track. And um, this week we're talking about the one, the only... Ross Geller. <laughs> yes, it's our first ever fictional character. Oh, God. We're either opening a can of worms here or we'll never do a fictional person again, so... <laughs> Let us know if you hated it. Strap on and strap in. I haven't made any preparations other than having seen all of Friends at least three times. Only three? Yeah, I think so. Stop it. Yeah. So I watched Friends every single day between the age of about eight and 18. Mm -hmm. And I would come in, I'm sure I've said this before, E4, Mm -hmm. five till half past five, half past five till six. Two episodes. Yeah, Those bam, same bam. two episodes repeated, seven till half past seven. On plus one, you'd on watch them again. On plus one, yeah. Then there'd be a gap, mm-hmm. and, then I, and then they'd be repeated again on E4 and then again on E4 plus one. So sometimes I would watch the same episode four times in one night. Four times? Yeah. yeah. I don't think you have said this on the podcast before because I feel like I would have... I think maybe I've said it on Dave Cribb's Friends with Friends uh, podcast. Right, yeah. and I'm Which getting... is great. You should all go and oh listen to it. Oh my God, go listen to my episode. I was the first friend. Yeah. Ross Eustace Geller. We're spelling that E-U-S-T-A-S-C-E, sorry. Mm-hmm. PhD. <laughs> In paleontology. I've seen the show. Is a fictional character from the NBC sitcom Friends, portrayed by David Schwimmer, best comedy actor of a generation. He is wonderful as Ross. Ross is considered by many to be the most intelligent member of the group and is noted for his goofy but lovable demeanour, his relationship with Rachel Green, blah, blah, blah. What's interesting about Friends and all the things that people have picked out as being problematic, of which there is undoubtedly many, is you read the plot of the show and you're like, that sounds fucking horrific. (laughs) But then you watch it. Yeah. And they find a way to kind of pull you in. So good. And make you complicit in it. Oh, stop. Complicit. Yeah, complicit in the crimes. The crimes that are committed. It's absolute watertight comedy masterpieces every episode. Every episode is not a masterpiece. There are there are a couple of seasons of Friends that are not good. You're right, you're right, okay. I, I'm with you on the fact that there was a piece that came out recently that everyone was going nuts about. Sachi Cool. She said that it was really bad. She said that it's objectively a bad show, which I do disagree with. I didn't read the piece, but I Friends is one of those things, it's not high art, but neither is it terrible. I just, I think it's high brow. But it's good, but it's... A, a very good comedy show. There are there are episodes of Friends that are so so funny, and the chemistry between those actors God, is unlike anything. Uh, I think it's the best chemistry between a group of actors. It's insane. Like yeah. so good, and they know those characters so well mm. that every situation just makes complete sense. And that's why Ross Geller is my favorite character. Controversially, I know he's the UK's least favorite mm-hmm. because 
of all the misogyny. Yeah. But he, um, him as a comedy performer, just like sinks into that role, and throughout like the ten series, just grows and grows and grows, and just becomes. It's just the timing of the the skill of the god. It's just something. They've all got god tier comedy skills, though. I think they're all they're all living exceptional legends. comic actors. Mm-hmm. Who's your Who's your favorite? Who do you think's the best actor of the Friends? David Schwimmer. Who do you think? Jennifer Aniston. Oh God, she's so good. She's so. Do you great. know the testament to her being so good? Put her in any film, any any terrible terrible film, mm. and she will make you believe that she is that person and that she's in that situation. She's so great. And she just seems like the loveliest person. Yeah. She's great. I remember reading an interview with Adele who met her in a loo and she passed her some loo roll under the door. Oh, my God. And she said, keep doing what you're doing or something like that. <laughs> Imagine if Jennifer Aniston told you to oh, keep doing what you're doing. you never stop doing what you were doing because every time you think about stopping, you think, well, Jennifer Aniston she told me to keep me. going. She needs me. Oh, my God. God, she's just the best, isn't she? So should we talk about why Ross Geller's bad? Yeah. So Ross, in any situation, will always... <laughs> Choose the worst reaction to have to something. Yeah. Probably one of the most shining examples, I think, is uh, the male nanny episode where Freddie Prince Jr. comes in to yeah. play a really well-qualified, uh, attentive male nurse and Ross just can't. He just can't do it. Yeah. His understanding of masculinity is so... Paper thin. It's, it's thin that yeah. he just he can't wrap his brain around it. But this is why I think he's such an amazing character. And, you know, millennials are really quick to call him problematic, but he exists. That person and that reaction is funny because it's a completely unreasonable, awful reaction. And we're laughing at him being unable to cope with a totally fine situation. And it is homophobic the way, you know, he's like, he must be gay. And, you know, this is not a man's job. And there's so many episodes where he does things like that. Like, I think there's one where Ben wants to play with a a doll. A Barbie, and he makes him have that. But we're laughing at him being, don't you think even in that episode, because then... It all goes wrong and it's all about how he should never have done that and he yeah. ends up being able to play with the Barbie. Like it's mm. always, the joke is always Ross. It's mm. never, oh yeah, he's right. That's yeah. outrageous that that boy is playing with a doll. Yeah, I think that's probably fair. And I think, you know, if we're going to talk about white male sociopaths in popular comedy, the number one for me has to be Ted Mosby from How I Met Your Mother. Oh, I don't, I'm not, I don't know that show very well. Why? I, I think Wait, it's is worse he the one who's always in the bar? Like, yow, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> okay, she's never seen the show. It's fine. We're not talking about Ted Mosby. It's fine. We are talking about Ross Geller. The o- so the only thing that really undermines that theory that he is funny because he's awful is the fact that then Rachel gets off the plane and they do end up together. Because really the ending should have been that she went and had her brilliant career in fashion in Paris yeah and she didn't come back for this man who stalked her who's emotionally manipulated her yeah who's cheated on her yeah she should have got on the plane yeah but at the time man I wanted it so bad what is that about why because we are all capable of being but maybe that was it a big social experiment that we were all gaslit Mm. by Ross Geller (laughs) I think because, like you say, he's so often the butt of the joke, I don't think it would work if he wasn't. So we kind of do feel sorry for him. 
But that's also how those things play out in real life. Yeah. Where people are like, oh, it's just a bit, you know. No, let your son play with a doll. Let yeah. you... Don't go to a lecture with your girlfriend when she's re-qualifying herself to do a career that she's really interested in because you're worried that she's potentially flirting with people. Don't <laughs> shag one of your students. Oh, mate. So bad. Don't get your teeth whitened that much. It's too far. <laughs> Pivot! What I really, really... So he... Um, Dave... I've seen the show. <laughs> David Schwimmer um, directed a lot of episodes of Friends. Multi-talented. We stan. We stan. Which is why I think... Oh, God, his comedy bones are amazing. Mm. He clearly had a lot more input than just portraying... Oh, completely. Us. I know they all did, but I feel like he particularly got behind that old Cameroo. See, it's a real shame that... When you watch Friends, especially like the first couple of seasons of Friends, there is so much possibility in so many of them. And then we watch them get to middle age, essentially. Well, not middle age, but like they're adults by the end. And like David Schwimmer, I feel, is someone who like really has like, you know, he's achieved his potential and he's done so many other things. And like, but then some of like Matthew Perry, like. Oh, God, I love him though. Oh, that was so sad with Joey. And then coming over here and doing Top Gear. Well, I think he's been paid a lot of money to do that. Yeah. I, w- I would argue, actually, I don't I don't think any of them have had a particularly bad run of it other than Matthew Perry. I think everyone else has... Who I met, by the way, on Alan Carr Chatty Man. And how was that experience? <laughs> was he really sad? It was... It's a weird context where he's not there to socialise, he's there to do mm. a job, and he was there to promote his show. Of course, And yeah. Alan Carr set up the whole studio to be his living room of friends when he was on Friends with, you know, the duck and the chick. Did he know this was going to happen? I think so, but he was just... So uncomfortable. Gritting his teeth, like, getting on with it. Yeah. Um, they had the chairs, the, you know, the lazy man chairs it was all just like it was just but also he was there to promote his play the end of longing and i think was not necessarily in a good place Mm -hmm. but why i just i can't imagine getting to the stage where i don't want to talk to people i mean i know it's very easy i can after a couple of stints in rehab and like you know that people are just gonna say i love you in friends chandler you're so great and he's not chandler he's but this is what I find sad is that when you've done something that is so loved and so successful and you resent yeah. that, like, if I if all I ever did was play Chandler Bing and Friends, I really believe that I would be so gracious that I'd, mm. like, sorry, I would be so... <laughs> I just really I'm believe just... that when I rule the world that um, hunger will oh. be ended and I'll be a very benevolent dictator. Um, what anyway, I mean vote, is... Anyway, vote for Helen Monks. What I mean is I'll be so flabbergasted that I was given that opportunity in oh, the first yeah, place. Oh, yeah, same. That same. I'll be like, thank you for yeah. watching oh my that God. show. To get to do something that massive where basically your life is then taken care of for for the rest of your life you'll never have to work again the repeat fees like you'll you just you'll never have to work again but then but then but yeah yeah, if you're someone who's got demons you're already yeah it's not really about that it's about who you are as a 
You've also, also, best show, I think, my favourite show made, Aaron Sorkin's Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip, which Matthew Perry was amazing in and uh, should have been commissioned season after season like the really? West Wing was. But it got cut because um, 30 Rock was launched at the same oh, no. time. And it was I've never too... seen it. Is it good? Oh, my What's God. It oh, it's so good. It's basically based on Saturday Night Live and every week, every show is like a different week running to a different show. Uh, so it's in the week of like what's happening in the news and having to respond really quickly writing jokes Matthew Perry plays the writer of the show like the head writer struggles loads with drug addiction struggles Mm -hmm. loads with like the lifestyle of it Mm. Um, it's just such a well-written show that's about American politics but it's really human it's really funny it's so slick it's an absolute travesty that it was only one series and I just can't imagine like getting cast in something so sick Mm. and then that also then ending yeah after you've done friends you think yeah now i'm doing this cool aaron sorkin show mm. but he was also in the west wing he was for a couple of episodes he was wasn't really, he yeah really he was good in that such a good actor he's a great actor i mean i would argue that i think matthew perry's probably yeah at, at least at the start the the funniest whoa i whoa, think he's the funniest hold the phone the most naturally talented i don't think he had to work at being Chandler. Yeah. Because there are at least two seasons he says that he can't remember making because he was so out of his mind wow. on drugs. Wow, wow. Um, and you can't tell. You can kind of tell him that his, appear- his appearance like, fluctuates. His weight fluctuates, yeah. Um, God, he can't remember making. But he's so funny. He's, so he's never not brilliant in the show. That's what they say about Kelsey Grammer when he was doing Frasier, that he would be uncontrollably drunk mm. and then the cameras would go on and he'd suddenly yeah. be able to become that character and it was like he could mask it somehow. I just, I know I would never be that person. No, I'm not naturally talented enough. <laughs> <laughs> I really need to be sober yeah. as or we're all screwed. Sober, so confident, nothing can have gone wrong that day. That week, that yeah. year. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Guys. 
God, I wish I was in Friends. I wish I was in Friends. I, the thing is, I'd, I would love to be defined by a single thing. That, do you know what I mean? Like, I... Because I just think what an what an opportunity that. But that's how I see it now. But you wouldn't. I think you would. I think you. No, maybe you would. But I think actually, to for ten years, do the same thing and then. Oh, come I'm out. not. I'm not doubting that this, this friends. I think is a bit of a unique case because it was so massive. So it's kind of hard to build on something when it's like all that you're known for. And also, like, I think Matthew Perry was the youngest, wasn't he? I think it was Jennifer Aniston. She was uh, 25. 25. Gross. Because I remember when I turned 25 being like, I should be in Friends now. Not that I've turned 25 casting directors. That's three years in the future. Courtney Cox was the oldest. Matt Perry was 25. 25. 25. Um, Courtney Cox, I think, was 31. She was the oldest. Was she? I think so. God, There's I love time. Lisa Kudrow, I love her. Yeah. God, I love her. She does all those marches for writers' rights. Yeah, Lisa Kudrow is a fucking ledge. And she was the one who really, like, campaigned with the unions to get Mm -hmm. them paid properly. And, I mean, that's... Yeah. She's the least like her character, probably. Mm. I really like this thing that Rebecca Reed, the writer, said on BBC Five Live. She said it's really dangerous to start looking at stuff that was written a long time ago through the lens of what we do now, Mm -hmm. which I think is something we do... With friends loads. And yeah. I think it's what I, it makes me so nervous with. Can you imagine doing something for that many years and then now everybody's writing all these articles about what a terrible show yeah. it was and what a waste of your life it was? And the whole point of comedy is that what what is funny is something that is really surprising. And the reason that it's now, you know, transphobic and homophobic in parts is because... I think it's a real statement to how much we've progressed. Progressed? Yeah. How much we've progressed since... Since the 1990s, yeah. the fact that we now look at that and we know all of the flaws in it. Mm. But for comedy to exist, it is always, always going to date because you're writing something that's surprising to the time that you're in that's going to be really clunky to the time of the future. But then Scarchy Cool, who wrote the article about why Friends is really bad, yeah. did make a good point. She said, Frasier is still an enjoyable show and that's about the only two men alive still drinking sherry. Actually, that's a good point. So that was the best point. I think there are comedies that have dated better than Friends. Yeah, there's a lot of lazy joke writing in Friends that is sexist, transphobic, yeah. homophobic. Whereas I don't think you can say the same for other shows of a similar ilk. Like Frasier is so enjoyable. Like, yeah, it, you don't go, oh, that's yeah, not aged. Yeah, or that oh, that's a bit because like most of Frasier is just about them making fun of Frasier. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes Niles, is that his brother? Niles. Yeah, love him. Whereas Friends, it's it's so much like a, a snapshot of that decade yeah. in that yeah. that time, you know? Yeah, which was not as... Uh... White. <laughs> Wait, it wasn't as white or it was very white? Well, it New was... York wasn't, isn't wasn't fucking as six white people, is it? <laughs> That's not fucking New York, is it? That's what Scarchy Cool says. She says it's a um, show about white thin people. How is Joey so out of work and never has a part-time job as an actor? I, but th- I think that's because they're making fun of actors. <laughs> I mean, it is great. Yeah. Is, I watched an episode the other day where he's like, I've got to go, I've got an acting job. And then uh, he comes straight of- back in the room and he's like, like, you're going to believe that. All of the episodes about acting and about Joey doing acting are 
absolutely <laughs> fan fucking to us. They're funny. To They're us. absolutely great. They're very accurate. Yeah, Josh Finan. Oh my, my housemate. god, I love him so much. So we rewatched all the Friends, uh, which was an experience. I've now got him into the office, the US <gasps> office. Yeah. Um, we were having a discussion about who's the best friend, as in who is the best friend to everyone else in the show. We came to the conclusion that it's Joey. I 100% agree. It's, it's always Joey. Even though Joey is the seen as the one who's lecture to women, he's actually he's the most friend. respectful yep. to his women friends yep. in the way he actually acts. Yep. And uh, he doesn't massively betray any of his friends. And when he kind of does, when he loves Rachel... He's absolutely consumed with guilt. Yeah, he's so about nice it. about it. You are, I mean, I 100% agree. Yeah. And I just want to give him a big cuddle. Yeah, he's great. He's... I'd love to be friends with Joey. It'd be, it'd be great. Have you read that article that was a few years ago about why Rachel and Joey should have ended up together? It's so good. And mm. I Google it, guys. It goes through and explains, like, all the ways in which he really respected her. He genuinely viewed her as a friend. Yeah. Um, and then accidentally sort of fell in love with us. Yeah. And it really surprised him. Unlike Ross, who from the get-go was like, I'm going to make that woman my wife. Yeah. And then when he was with her, it was like... And all the stuff with looking at, like, helping with the baby. And just like, oh, yeah. God. He's just... he. He's a nice, gentlemanly guy, unless unless you're buying him fruit baskets. He's not nice to his girlfriends. No. But then... Who is? Who is? <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> I think we'd better, better end there. Um, so, um... I, hope, I don't... It feels weird to talk about something that's not in the real world, because there's so much happening in the real world. Yeah, and I don't know that, like, Ross Geller is the most, like useful fictional character for us to talk about <laughs> do you know what I mean yeah like who would be a better fictional character that we could have talked about I mean I've been saying it now you said it maybe Scrappy Doo Scrappy Doo yeah but There's... then we've got to watch loads of fucking Scooby Doo I'm not doing that I'm particularly doing the that. episodes with Scrappy and... I'm not doing that unless someone wants to PayPal me £5,000 <laughs> any, would... any Scrappy Doo apologists out there <laughs> Slide into the DM, send me some money, and I'll I'll make a case for him. I don't care. <laughs> He's awful. You know, I feel loads of guilt about him though because um, I hate him so much because of his voice. And obviously, that was my when I was in the Archers, that old radio that show. To you. That happened to me. Yeah. I was I was I got you so were scrappy much... doo of the Archers. I was the scrappy doo. Of... You were the one everyone wanted dead. They wanted me dead and raped with a tractor. <laughs> <laughs> Is that actually what you saw? Yeah. Yeah. Uh... Deary me. People just used rape as an adjective in the early, early noughties to sound yeah. funny and trendy. Particularly when you're a 13-year-old girl Yeah, it's internet. not funny or cool to do that. <laughs> FYI, FYI. Um, but having said that, it's given me a lot of sympathy to all my haters because, God, I hate Scrappy-Doo. Yeah. He can scrap off. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you're so harsh. God, have a heart, Helen. Oh, no, Telling so Scrappy-Doo to scrap off. And he's probably voiced by the same person who voices Scooby-Doo, let's be honest. And I love Scooby-Doo. Do you not Maybe. think? Shall I Google it? Yeah, Google it. Because we're not really going to do him, so we can do him very briefly now. God, I want to While go... we talk about why we'll never do another fictional character again, because <laughs> it doesn't work for the format of the show. Look, we're still figuring things out. Oh, dearie me. I really, really want to go watch Friends now. Scrappy-Doo. Where are you? Played by... Oh, he's dead. Yeah, I think he was played by... So it seems to be a few different people. Don Messick, who also played Scooby-Doo. Okay. Scott Innes, who also played Scooby-Doo. 
and Leslie Weinrib, who played the Richie Rich. Yeah, so don't feel bad anymore because they had employment in other characters. Okay, so that was... Stop the podcast, I want to get off. That was uh, Ross Geller. If we even put this out. <laughs> that This was Ross Geller and us then discussing all the various careers of everyone in Friends. And then... Scrappy-Doo. Scrappy-Doo. Being a poo. We'll see you next week. We'll probably never do this again. Yeah. Maybe someone more topical. God, we're tired. Look at mm. you. Bedtime. I'm going to go home and play my video games. Going to go home and send emails. Okay, bye. Bye. Love you. Love you. You've been listening to Bitchin', a podcast by Tilly Steele and Helen Monks. Our music is by Dave Cribb, and our artwork was designed by Luke W. Robson. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.